last night I posted a TikTok mm-hmm. and it's from a dating coach in Canada right. and her TikTok handle is uh, Canada's dating coach. Oh, okay. Oh. And her, it, she, what I guess she's known for is this 90 day rule mm-hmm. where she says you should wait 90 days before you kiss somebody. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what now? <laughs> before you what? right there. Um, <laughs> and her, her, her belief is that the chemicals and the hormones produced when we're attracted to somebody, when we're turned on, et cetera, serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin. And there's another one, phenylethylene. Mm-hmm. That okay. the combination of those can, it, it, you kind of get high. And she said that it takes three months for that, for the levels to return to normal. And oh, she okay. said that the phenylethylene, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, is a chemical that's produced when two when two lips meet, that when we kiss. Only Sarah, two, not, not four. <laughs> when I tell you that I have spent several hours over the course of a couple days <laughs> looking for anything that supports this belief. Yeah. And what did you find? Nothing. That's Nothing. weird. Now, phenylethylene, that's a thing. It's sure. absolutely a thing. Yes, dopamine, well, serotonin. It, all of it, all of it is. But what I hate about this argument is that this stuff, like we only ever talked about, you know, oxytocin and dopamine. And yes, like you, it definitely creates a sort of a euphoric state. It does make you feel kind of heady and and it and it does affect your judgment it does temporarily mm-hmm. but these chemicals like you know how we always and we'll talk about we have a letter but we always hear this oh i went on this date and it was really great and I, there was such a great connection mm. the chemistry the chemistry everything yeah. So I believe the reason why we think the other person was on our like vibing with us is because we're bonding on that date and which means we're producing oxytocin. Now oxytocin is a major part of the bonding process. Yeah. We women produce more of it because it's it's a, a very important when it comes to breastfeeding and childbirth. So it helps with the mother helps the mother bond with the child. So I think that's part of the reason why when we're on a first date, we think that there's just this incredible chemistry, magic connection, and then we go home and we don't hear from them again. I think that's how we can convince, we can convince ourselves of things when these chemicals and these hormones are produced. I do yeah. believe that. Yeah. Um, I do not I mean, believe. Really, to, to be reductive about it, we're all, we're all just a slave to the chemicals, you know? We're all just atoms bouncing around. Yes. But what bothers me is whenever we talk about these chemicals and these hormones mm-hmm. and how they contribute to attachment and how mm-hmm. they impair judgment, mm-hmm. how come mm-hmm. the only time we ever hear them discussed is in the context of women having sex? <laughs> I mean, I don't – I mean – 
it's weird because it's it's not like we live in a a patriarchy or anything, you know, where lots of us have internalized misogyny. It can't be that. I don't know what it is. And I want people to apply just a just a smidge of critical thinking because we hear this we the myth of oxytocin and oh it's going to make you more attached. You can produce oxytocin when you do yoga. Right. You can produce your oxytocin when you're talking with a close friend. That feeling of safety of when you're sharing mutual interests and sharing mutual experiences, you're bonding. So you're producing the oxytocin. Right. So that stuff's being produced well, like long before you kiss. Right. Yeah. And yeah. if it's if it impairs us so much, how come there isn't a bigger warning like, oh, don't operate heavy machinery? <laughs> don't operate heavy machinery while existing as a woman. <laughs> right. Don't, um, you know, don't. Do not any- run for president right. while existing as a woman. Yeah. I, yeah. Don't make this- major life changes. Or yeah. Life- is don't don't make any big decisions. How, how yeah. come we only talk about the impairment that these chemicals and hormones cause women when it's in the context of sex? And that is a rhetorical question mm-hmm. because just to say, women, <laughs> please stop having sex because it makes dating harder for me. But she's married. Not that it makes dating harder for her in general, right. but it is mater- internalized misogyny. It is. Yeah. Well, I mean, part of the deal, I think, with um, with people on the internet who brand themselves as dating coaches is there. There's only a couple directions they can go, right? Like, you're you're gonna have a branch of them that's that are gonna be like just regurgitating the rules and these kind of like old school gender roles and like that's that's a brand of it. And like, I don't know that kind of from what you're describing, that kind of seems like her thing. <laughs> Like, oh, you can make this really scientific and uh, mathematical, but also uh, Not, don't be a slut. <laughs> right. It, it's, I would never, I would never date somebody. But, and look, look, I'm sorry. If you're not kissing, if you're not physically intimate, it's not dating. You're just friends. Uh, yes. That's that is my, what separates it, dating from friendship. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I... As I said in my TikTok last night, I believe that if a man meets a woman and he's like, I could really see myself in a long-term relationship with her. And she says, hey, just so you know, I just don't, I don't do any sort of physical intimacy with a guy until, you know, I get to know him. That's just something, that's just my process. I just, that's what I'm comfortable with. If he believes that that's an authentic decision based on her own core values I believe that a guy will what a rule as as opposed to some stupid fucking thing they read in a book. Mm -hmm. I do believe that a man will be like, all right, I'm going to give this a try. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. (laughs) Absolutely. Like, okay. She doesn't want to have, okay. You know, as long as I don't have to commit to her, (laughs) right. You know, fine, fine. You know, I'll, I'll see this out because I think she's great and I want to give this a chance. But if he senses that it's a test and someone, it was, this was a really good comment. Someone said, well, how would they know? They're going to know. They're not stupid. How would they know? (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. It's clearly a test. I mean, put yourself in the opposite position. Mm -hmm. There is no way that most people would wait 90 days for a kiss. I wouldn't. Would you? 
No. No. <laughs> it's, not, it's clearly a test. It's clearly a test. But in some cases, okay, let's say th- that the woman's waiting three months to have sex. Well, that's de- much different than a kiss. That's much different. I definitely think a guy would wait that out. Sure. He would potentially be getting it somewhere else. But I Maybe. think he would wait that out. I do too. Um, they know the difference between and, and between somebody who is just following their own personal code and somebody who's listening to their girlfriends. 